one L. White tattoos upon the left center. What a weekend for Tommy White. That's his fifth home run. Yo, what is up, everybody? It is time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co host, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. Jim, Randy's not here. He's got the the night off is doing big things but the show must go on and what a show that we have we got episode 20 titled tommy tanks because we got the man the myth not really the myth man he is a legend in the making we got lsu baseball's tommy white joining us tonight and jim i don't even want to mess around i want to get right to it dude so help me welcome onto the show with the biggest interview and podcasting this week LSU baseball star, Tommy White. All right, my man, Tommy, how are we doing tonight, dude? I'm doing awesome, man. Yeah, just chilling, uh, getting ready to, for practice tomorrow. So, yeah, that's about it. Just fall ball. The, the life of a, of a college student, and not just a college student, but a college student that is one of the best players in college baseball. And I don't, I don't say that lightly, and I'm not trying to pump your head up. It's true, man. You hit, you hit bombs, and, and you get after it. So, but, you know, before we get into the story, the journey um, to where you are right now, dude, I, I got to ask, man, you got this, like, we're on video and we do YouTube and we put some clips out there. People are going to see this swag. You got the glasses. You got that Tampa Bay lightning, you know, beanie on, man. We're going to get to that. You got the chains. Like, is this an everyday occurrence for you or is this just a special occasion or what we see is what we get with, with Tommy White right here? Ah, uh, yeah, man. I just, this is, this is my, uh, my pajamas actually, man. I wear this beanie and stuff, you know, just chill out. I'm in my chill clothes right now. But uh, yeah, the chains stay on 24-7. Uh, the glasses are blue light glasses for I'm on the computer doing homework and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, this is just this is just a normal look. Uh, oh. game day, game day, I'll step it up a little bit though. I'm telling you, like you have more swag in your PJ game than I have in my entire life. <laughs> that is unbelievable. But you do have the the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I, I currently live in Tampa, fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So let's 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 chop it up about the lightning obviously rangers last night didn't go the way that we wanted it to um last season kind of ended on a sour note but i don't think people really understand how difficult it is to win a stanley cup but to win multiple yeah for them to even get back there i mean they ran up against the juggernaut i mean the avalanche were, were, were flat good last year but um, you know, I, I guess being a Lightning fan, what are what are your outlook? What do you think the season has in store for them? A lot of people are saying down season, but if you talk to the people in Tampa and the team, they're saying, man, no, that's not us, man. We we retool and we're back ready, ready to do another run. What do you think? Um, I completely agree. Um, I think I mean, we have had a single season where everybody where one of our three stars has been healthy. I mean, it's either Stamkos, Kucherov or a point that's that's always hurt. I feel if, if we can keep them healthy for one whole season, there's no doubt that we're going to be able to make a good run in the playoffs. And the Lightning is a completely different team in the playoffs. If we just make it to the playoffs, I mean, it's 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 a it's a completely different team. You can see that from last year. Nobody thought that we were going to get to the Stanley Cup. 
honestly, I didn't think we were going to get the Stanley Cup. But I knew as soon as Avalanche came to town, I was like, oh, I mean, we did it three past three years. We got to the Stanley Cup and won two of them. That's pretty good odds. But if everybody stays healthy, no doubt that we can be back there. I mean, and we got great tools. I was watching last night. I mean, Hagel's a beast out there. Yep. He's he's something else. I mean, he's he, he's going to be a big contributor. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, the three guys, that, that front line, Point, uh, Stamkos, and Kutroff, they do their thing. I think Kutroff, one, he's probably my favorite lightning, just gives the puck up too much. That's what I saw from last night. Just needs to calm down a little bit, stop trying to be too cute and just shoot the damn puck in the, in the net. But uh, other than that, I mean, the defense is doing their thing. We don't let any – Blocking shots is our thing, but yeah, I, th- I think we have a chance of making it back there, no doubt. Yeah, scary. I mean, anytime any team is, is taking on the Lightning, they know that they got to bring their A game, and I, I think that's essentially what you get now that you know you've won the way that they have. You're going to get everybody's best shot. You know, Daniel. Um, before you move on, Tommy. You know, Daniel tells me that there is no better sporting event than a Tampa Bay Lightning playoff game. Have you by chance been to one of those? The Lightning, Tampa is a hockey city. Um, I've been to some Stanley Cup games. I've been to a bunch of playoff games. And Tampa is a hockey city. Whoever says that hockey doesn't belong in Florida is completely wrong because Tampa is the best hockey city. I went to uh, – when I was in Raleigh, I went to a Hurricanes um, playoff game, and they are saying they're supposed to have the loudest stadium or whatever. It didn't even come close to a Lightning atmosphere. Not even close. I mean, Lightning fans – are the best, and that's I'll stand by that till I die. It's just unbelie- unbelievable what we got going on there. You know, Jim, I, I think it's funny. You got Tommy on here, and he's just telling guys, just get the puck and shoot it. Just <laughs> swing the stick as hard as you can. Like, I feel like that's the mentality when you go to the plate. I'm just going to go up there, and I'm going to hit this son of a bitch as, as hard as I can. Yeah. And whatever happens, it happens. If it puts a hole in the outfield wall, I'm good with that. So mm-hmm. – but man, let's let's go there. Let's get into the the baseball story and everything uh, that you're about. But you know, to do that, we got to start from the beginning. So take us back, man. Where are you from? I am from St. Pete Beach, Florida. It's about 15 minutes from Tampa. Um, born and raised. Uh, just that's where I've lived my whole life. I know the beaches. I know the fishing. Uh, that's what I grew up doing, um, and I, I love every bit of it. So, so down in St. Pete, is it is it mom, dad, brothers and sisters, just you? What's the what's the family dynamic in the house? Got mom and dad, um, and a sister. My sister moved on. She's uh, she lives in St. Pete, but she lives on her own now. Um, but yeah, mom and dad, I live with them uh, when I'm not in college. Uh, they're great. We got we got a nice house uh, down St. Pete Beach on the water with a boat, and uh, take that thing out every single chance I can. Go fishing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the, got two dogs, two little pups and yeah, we're just a little, little small, little happy family. Nice, man. You know, we, Jim does a lot of research and, and he mentioned to me in the, in the show notes, he was like, Hey man, you know, Tommy's dad was a football player and, you know, obviously you're, you're a big dude. Um, were you a football player and was that kind of the, the goal as a kid or, or, you know, what, what was the case, man? So he played and coached uh, – he coached high school football um, until 2000 – until I was born. He quit when – quit coaching when I was born. Um, so he's seen every wrong hit, and he's been a part of wrong hits. So when I got to high school, I was like, I'm going to try for the football team. He's like, no, you're not. I was like, why? He's like, you're too good of a baseball player. I said, 
Dad, you play football. I mean, I watch football every chance. I mean, I know every player that's in the playbook and everything. I know like, you, you tell me, like, he's offense coordinator. He's like, dude, like, one wrong hit, and that's it. You'll never throw a baseball again. There's no way you're playing football. So if you're if you're an all right baseball player, sure, yeah, I'll go ahead and play football, have fun. But you, you have a chance to play college baseball. And I just never – I mean, until my senior year, I asked him every single year if I could play football. He kept saying no. So I never played football, but football has been a big part of our household. I mean, Sundays at the, at the White House is a, is a very special day. Um, me and Pops just sit on the couch watch football all day. But, um, yeah, uh, he, I never played football, but he coached and played. Um, he was a running back. Didn't get the running genes, but I got the, I got the strength from him. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's about it. I never, never got to play, though. Yeah, because very rarely do I meet guys. Tommy, when I when I first met you down in Baton Rouge, uh, most baseball guys aren't bigger than me; might be taller than me. But yeah, you're 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 a big man, so that's why I figured you might have played football somewhere along the way. You know what's funny, Tommy is is Jim isn't like he's big on lifting weights too. He 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 could take running, and you could throw that away. He don't even <laughs> care about that. I know Jim's a big dude, man. I was I took a picture with him. His shoulders are he's a big guy. Yeah, he, he he's in the weight room a lot. Yeah, he's he's in there all the time. And if he doesn't get in there, trust me, everybody in the world hears about it. So <laughs> he's he's not a happy guy, but um, he gets in there for his sanity, his me- mental health is what he says. Love it. So, um, but man, obviously football wasn't wasn't in the cards, but baseball definitely was. At what point and what age did you start playing baseball? So um, I started playing, I guess you could say, from beginning T-ball. Um, I started playing when I was three. Uh, you had to be, I think, four or five years old to play T-ball. Uh, but I got in when I was three. And then uh, I, quickly, I quickly moved up um, through the Little League. I played up about three or four years. I played up. Uh, and um, I ended up going to travel ball when I was nine. Uh, play travel ball all the way up till high school and everything, and then summer ball. But I, I attended Calvert Christian High School my freshman to my junior year. But then when COVID happened, I attended IMG for my senior year of high school. Yes. So before we get to IMG, I mean, obviously, you know, every kid growing up has a favorite athlete. Who, who are you looking up to as a kid growing up? When I first started, it was, uh, I guess, like when I was a kid, kid, it was probably Carl Crawford. I mean, because we had left field tickets at the Devil, it was a Devil Rays then. And um, I would always get to talk to Carl Crawford and yell at him and stuff when I was a little kid. But then when I started like watching baseball and was really realizing like this is what I want to do, like when I started playing, I started to look up to Miguel Cabrera. I think me and him have a similar uh, game play. Um, he loves to hit opposite field home runs, and that's what I try to do with my game. So, uh, yeah, I started just watching him and stuff, and I became a big Miguel Cabrera fan. So, I mean, obviously, you you mentioned it. You were at Calvary for a few years, and then during the COVID year, you transitioned to IMG. I'm making the assumption that, you know, given what, you know, everyone knows about IMG, you went there specifically for baseball. Yes, yeah. Um, You know, for those that you know don't know what like what exactly is it like being a baseball player at a place like IMG? Like what's a day-to-day for you? Is it all baseball and a little bit of academics, or is it like a traditional high school where you're going to classes during the day and then you have practice, you know, after school and you're doing your thing? 
So, yeah, I think um, – so it's kind of like a college-based uh, sort of way. I think we – so, like, every day I'd have two classes uh, early in the morning. Um, they have – like, the school – they have a school on campus. Um, so we go to class in the morning. Uh, then right after class, I'd grab lunch at the cafeteria. Um, eat, I'd usually eat my lunch back in my dorm at IMG. And then I'd practice from about one to six. It was, it was uh, a lot of baseball. So it was really more of a prepared thing for college, getting to live on my own, doing my own laundry to get all this stuff, being away from mom and dad. And then the big baseball side of it is like, it's, it's a little bit of school, but it's going to be, school's important. It's going to be a little bit of it and all day baseball. Like you're going to train, we're going to be in the weight room. You're going to be on the field for four hours. Like you got used to that. I mean, high school practices, like our high school were like two hours just a couple situational stuff then you hit and you field and you're, you're done. But at IMG, we did everything. Like it was like a college based theme. Do you, do you think that obviously, you know, that type of regimen isn't for everybody. Um, yeah. Obviously it, it paid off for you. Um, but I could see how in some cases like one to six can be like a, a lot. Yeah. So the mindset that you got to have in going there you, you got to kind of transition a little bit. What was that like knowing, all right, well, it's just me here. Mom and dad are not too far away, obviously, but like, it's just you. You're waking yourself up. You're doing your laundry. You're making your bed, cleaning your stuff up, and you're going to and from classes and practice. Um, you know, was that uh, an eye opener? Was that like a, a tough transition or was that something you were ready for? Uh, at first, it was tough. I mean, the first month was probably hard just not being able to, like, see my family or see my friends back home because it was COVID year, so I couldn't really leave campus, um, so I couldn't go, like, home on the weekends or anything. So that was that was uh, tough, but after that, I, I started to realize, I mean, I I'm here for one reason, one reason only, it's to be the best baseball player I possibly can for college or at the time I was thinking about the draft. So, I mean, I, I just I, – I busted my ass, and I was working hard every single day to just – I got – work my ass off for six months and do what I need to do to be the best baseball player I possibly can be. And I think IMG has prepared me so much for college. And uh, it's, it's been, it was, it was great. I mean, I, there's some times where I didn't want to do things I wanted to do, but I mean, it, pay, it paid off. That's for sure. I mean, you, you said it yourself, you went there with the intention of being the best baseball player that you could possibly be. And it seems like, man, all indications, you were headed in that direction. You were named All-American that, you know, by perfect game in Under Armour that year at IMG. You were also the Under Armour Home Run Derby champ. Um, so let's let's start with your season at, at IMG. We know the level of competition at IMG that you play against. Um, um, did it help you prepare for the next level? Um, obviously, I know when I was coaching at UT, our, our you know, JV team would come down to – to IMG and play you guys and I don't know like as far as what squad it was that they were playing but yeah I mean like I that level of competition that I know that you guys can see on a day-to-day -day basis was was big um so you know what was that like but also like was it good prep for the next level oh yeah um definitely because like everybody we would travel across uh, the country and play the best high schools we could play uh, because we couldn't uh, play for our state championship. So our, we couldn't, like, have that competition in the playoffs. So we went, traveled to Texas. Uh, we went to Alabama. 
Um, I think we went to Georgia. But, yeah, we, we played all over, and we, we played the best uh, teams we could play. And all those teams had that one dude. That would be 95 to 96 and just pumping gas, hitting spots, being, like, draft, uh, the next draft pick or whatever. So we always got to face them. So everybody circled IMG and said the ace is going against them. So every single game, I mean, we were facing 90-plus in high school, and that's it's pretty crazy to think that every single high school game you're facing top-level arms. Um, so, yeah, that definitely prepared me for, for college. Uh, so there was no – game in high school where we had a break from a, and, from a decent arm. Daniel, while I'm timelining this thing and I'm thinking about it because he said tournaments in Alabama, did you by chance face a DeSoto Central out of North Mississippi? Um, I honestly don't remember. I think we were I, in that tournament in Hoover where uh, we played a championship team. I don't know if they're from Mississippi or if they're from Alabama. Yeah, no, the reason I ask is because there was a there was a year and it's and it's a lot of guys who are all in the SEC now um, that IMG ended up beating them. And I was wondering if that was the year before you. I'm actually thinking it was the year before you, but it may have been your year. But yeah, just to, to prove your point of what you're saying, DeSoto Central is the powerhouse here. You know, it's where Austin Riley. Keegan, Cameron James, all those guys, Blaze Jordan all came from. And so um, they go down there and play schools like yours to to get real competition because up here they're just not getting it. Yeah, exactly. Well, man, I got to go to this home run derby. I mean, I, I think of you and I see the, I see the highlights. I see, I see your Instagram. I see what's on there. You're dropping bombs, man. So obviously you you enter this home run derby. You 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 take care of business. You You win it. How many home runs did you hit to win it? And were there other big name guys that you faced off against in it? Yeah. Uh, so I think I only hit like eight, maybe. I don't remember. Uh, it wasn't a lot, though. It was, I hit more at Perfect Game than I did at the All American or Under Armour one. Um, but I ended up uh, at the Under Armour one, I beat Benny Montgomery. But then at the Perfect Game one, Benny beat me. So it was kind of cool. Uh, to have that, uh, we both got one. Uh, but yeah, there was everybody could think of was was in a. I think um, how they set it up was everybody participates, and then whoever hits the most home runs out of like the first round of everybody, like they get like ten swings or whatever for the first whatever, and um, they move on to the next day. But then we did the home run derby before the game. You know, Daniel, we're talking about that uh, that possible charity home run derby up here with Austin Riley and Blaze being the headliners, and we were talking about who could actually come in here and compete with those two guys. Tommy definitely makes the list. Yeah, sure. My, my, my money, my money's on Tommy. Uh, even over Austin. Even over Austin. Yeah, over Austin. <laughs> I see Jordan. He can do some damage. Yeah, Blaze Jordan makes a habit of winning home run derbies for sure. Yeah, that's all right. You know, you know, Tommy, you you obviously you you caught the eye of other schools. You know, doing this, you were ended. You ended up being the 18th ranked player in the country by Perfect Game. Um, obviously, a, a highly coveted prospect. At what point do schools start approaching you, and when did it? When did it start becoming real where you have to go, man, I got to start narrowing it down? Or was it not, you know, many schools and it was just two or three and it was like, boom, these are the ones that I know that I'm going to mm. put on my list. Yeah, so I actually committed my sophomore year of high school. I committed really early. 
um, it was uh, it was not many schools. I think I was talking to I was talking to NC State, Notre Dame, and I had Florida State in the mix at the time, but I don't think they're really interested at the time in me. So it was really just NC State and Notre Dame that were really interested in me. At the time, Notre Dame was what it was now. Um, it, it was all I knew that it was cold and it was smart. Um, <laughs> I'm out like, on that. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really like the cold that much. But uh, so I, I talked to NC State. I went up there, um, had a blast. It was fun. Uh, hit a bunch of home runs at the at the camp there, and I ended up getting off the plane and I committed uh, the next day. And um, yeah, I was super excited. Uh, but uh, it was it was really early. Um, and then towards the end of my senior year, I was like, I don't really think it's going to matter because I'll probably get drafted in the third round or something. Uh, but that didn't happen. So I ended up going to NC State. Yeah. So what what was it about NC State? Anything in particular or it was I just don't want to be cold. So Notre Dame's <laughs> off the list. And here you go, NC State. Here we go. Uh, NC, I love the coaches at NC State. Uh, uh, Coach Avent and Coach Hart, uh, Coach Clint were there. They were awesome. So I really felt like home there at the time. Um, but yeah, I, I just really liked. I felt like they could uh, uh, keep me safe at the time. I guess like it felt like home because uh, Coach Hart and uh, Coach Clint were. Um, they were both from uh, my area, Tampa. So uh, it was it was it was cool to be able to connect with them at the time. Yeah, so I watched a clip today, Tommy, and it showed you, uh, you know, this is one of the coolest clips I've ever seen. It said uh, in the video, you said, when you go to the plate, the pitcher might be the shit, but you got to act like you were 10 times better than that guy, and eventually you will be. And so, you know, I got to ask you, going into NC State, was that the real mentality you had? Because it seemed like it was based upon your results. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess at the time it was uh... – I, when I first stepped on campus there, I was like, damn, I'm never going to play. <laughs> I was like, these, these guys are really good. But uh, I had the mentality of, like, it, it doesn't matter who's on the mound. I'm better than them, even though at the time I probably wasn't. But, uh, I mean, I just kept kept sticking to the course, and uh, it, it showed that, I, that I, I got some. I got some home runs to me and stuff. So it was, it was a blast. Um, but, yeah, I just had the mentality of, of looking at the pitcher and thinking that there's no way he's gonna get me out. Like there's just, there's, it's impossible that he's gonna get me out. Because if you have that mentality, it's just, it's, it's, if you actually believe that and think that, not just say that, if you think that, then it's gonna, it, you're gonna do some damage, no doubt. Did it, uh, you know, did it feel good being a part of a team that was extra hungry because they got screwed the year before in Omaha? Yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool because, like, I mean, the, the older guys they they were really awesome to the fact that they wanted to they were striving for something because they got a taste of it they got a taste of, of Omaha and they got a taste of they had the college World series right there uh so to see them the the hunger in their eyes only wanted me to work harder so like maybe being being a freshman at the time I mean I just wanted to work harder I just wanted to help those guys uh, get theirs so it was it was cool to see what it really took I guess like the the hard work and stuff mm -hmm. um so that that hunger that was in the, the older guy's eyes almost made it personal for me, even though I wasn't on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was in Omaha for the whole run, and I watched that happen to him. But, man, you just don't like to see that happen to any team. And and we talked about it extensively on this podcast. We're like, NC State's going to come back with, with a 
fury, man, because they, they got screwed. And, you know, most people don't like Vanderbilt outside Vanderbilt. So it didn't help any that they were the team that were rewarded with it. But luckily, uh, they didn't get it done. But, you know, you talked about that confidence that you have. Um, you know, you didn't have it at first, but, you know, you, you get to it. You know, could you ever have seen yourself, you know, being real with me, Tommy, seeing yourself having that much success your freshman season? No doubt. My goals, I told my pops, my goals for my freshman season were 10 home runs, batting 310 with 35 RBIs. <laughs> Those were my goals at the time. And that was, uh, I, I smashed that record or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I got him right here. Look, let's go with it. Bad 362, 85 hits, 12 doubles, 27 home runs, 74 RBIs, and 757 slugging percentage. So, yeah, Take safe to say – yeah, safe yeah. to say you absolutely smashed what the goals were. Yeah. Um, I think he, I think you were sandbagging, Tommy, on them <laughs> goals, dude. I was being realistic with myself. I was like, I think I can actually do that. You know, we have some guys that come on here. A lot, mo- most have goals. We have some that come on and say they don't have any goals. And I feel like you got to have yourself a set of goals and expectations you want to strive for. Um, hell, I mean, for me, if it was me, I'd be, you know, putting them high because I, w- I want to strive for the best. But, uh, you know, you broke every freshman ACC record there was, the NCAA freshman home run record. Um, but let's start with that opening weekend, man, against Evansville, man. Put you on the map instantly. You hit five home runs on the weekend, including three opening day. I mean, give me the emotions of just starting off like that that opening weekend. I mean, there was no better feeling in the world. Uh, we had a packed stadium, and uh, I think it was my first at bat. I hit a home run. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was something special. I, I never would have imagined that to be what, what happened the first uh, at bat and first game. But yeah, I got I got a good uh, two strike fastball. I think it was um, high and outside. I just poked out the center. Um, then the next at bat, I th- think I went yard uh, to dead center again. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I went yard dead center again, and then uh, I think I got intentional walk my, my first college game, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> you know um, what's you know what's messed up. Tommy, is that you hit so many home runs, you don't even know where they go or, or how it went down. You're just like, man, I I, I think. I'll just guess right yeah. at center. <laughs> I, think, I think that weekend he definitely sprayed one every part of the field, though. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. So, you know, sticking with that same theory, you know, uh, Miami was, a, was a, a big-time program this past season. They're highly ranked. Um, you go in there May 25th, you hit three home runs against them. You know, what was that like? So we're not talking about Evansville anymore. We're talking about, you know, a top 15 ranked team that's in the ACC. You know, what's it like then doing it on a, a much bigger scale? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was in Charlotte. It was, uh, wow. That was uh, the city in the background. That was probably the most fun game I've ever had in my life. That was that was crazy. I I got a, a two strike fastball um, outside and it was in the other batter's box, and I hit it out. And then uh, I got a two zero fastball the next at bat, same pitch, um, and I hit it out to right. And then my let me, third. Let, let me ask, let me ask you this though: a, a yeah. two a two zero fastball in the other batter's box. Yeah. If you don't hit that, <laughs> what happens then? Strike one. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, no, coach, coach no, ain't saying nothing no, to him. Nobody's yeah. strike, strike one. I mean, how big is your zone? <laughs> line, line, line to line. It it depends. I really like the outer half. Outer yeah. half's my home. Yeah. I mean, he did say he hits oppo bombs a lot, so hey. I mean, that's no surprise there. So yeah, you were saying that was your that was your favorite game. Um, and I didn't even I didn't even read in the notes that that was in so, Yeah, I've seen that that uh that view that you're talking oh, about. Beautiful. All the stadium lights in the background it was a night game. It was all flickering and stuff with the city, uh, all the the big uh, skyscrapers, or whatever in the background. It was a, it was beautiful. Perfect. It's what you were made for, man. The big lights. Right, that was a blast. It was a blast. So as far as the team, man, you guys come up short of the postseasons, which we we discussed a lot on this show. Uh, the irony is. Uh, we think the team that got your spot was Ole Miss. Um, they won and, it. Yeah, I, I agree. And we've had numerous uh, uh, of those guys on the show, um, and so it, it, it's kind of interesting. But uh, we we really do believe that was the spot you deserved. But nonetheless, uh, y'all didn't get it. So for you and the team, man, just how much did it sting knowing that you probably should have been in, but nonetheless you were going home? Uh, I mean, we were heartbroken. Uh, it was it was a tough day. Um, all the guys watch the selection show together in the lobby of the of the apartments we were all living in. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I said my goodbyes, had dinner with the guys, and uh, came home and I said into the portal. Um, it, it was it was tough at the time, but uh, I feel like I made made the right decision for myself. So you knew. It sounds like you knew, regardless of if, if y'all made the postseason or not, you were already hitting the portal. Is that is that what I'm understanding? Um, it was it was uh, it was in the air. Um, I think when I came home, uh, with talked to my, I had a conversation with my dad, and then uh, we, we were talking for a while, and uh, we, we thought it'd be best for myself to enter the portal. I got you. So, despite being named the 2022 ACC Freshman of the Year and named to the first team All SEC, you did decide to hit that transfer portal. And uh, I'm sure you had every school as an option. Um, you know, was it straight up LSU? I actually know the answer to this, but for those who don't know, you know, give me those three schools that I know that it came down to. Uh, it was Florida State, Tennessee, and LSU. Those are the three. Yeah, and as I told you, uh, our uh, our other host who isn't uh, here, he was dead set. He's a Tennessee fan. Tommy White's coming to Tennessee, and boy, Daniel will tell you when you picked LSU. Ah, uh, man, I, I was dancing around here, blowing his phone up. I, I could not have been more excited. So, what was it about LSU of those three that made you choose there? So, um, Coach Johnson came to the house. Uh, we had a sit down conversation. Uh, he flew in to to my house and uh it was uh, he he was awesome uh, he told me everything I, I wanted to hear and uh he gave me the lay on at LSU and what he's trying to do for this program and uh, he, he got it done and um I mean I I was all in on what he what he had to say but uh, then uh um Tennessee came to the house also and I was also really interested in what they had to say uh Florida State kind of I uh, got I got out of Florida State kind of early uh, because uh, Mike Martin got fired, I had nobody to talk to. I know Link's there now, but I had nobody to talk to at the time. So it was really Tennessee or LSU. I was taking a visit to both those schools. Um, so I went to LSU to take a visit. I ended up not even taking my visit to Tennessee. It was just it was, it was, it was too awesome here. I, I got a whole red carpet laid out for me. It was, it was fun. And, uh, I, I mean, I had a blast. And um, uh, the Gavin Dugas and Alex Malazzo, uh, they were my, my host. I love those guys. So uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I committed here as soon as I as soon as I came to on campus. So I gotta ask, when Tennessee visited, did Tony V come to your house? Yeah, Tony came to the house. He was he was awesome. He was, hey, that 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 made it at least. Hey, regardless of the fact that you chose LSU, you had Tony V at the house. Yeah, I had Tony V at the house. He was awesome. I mean, he was he was a great guy. Um, I, just, I mean, I, he I, was our best interview on this show till you came. Now we we gonna we gonna knock him down the stars. <laughs> uh, he's he's a pretty cool guy, man. What what are the what are these players, these hosts, like, are they trying to get you to commit, like, to, like, give them, like, inside information, be like, hey, man, come on, you, like, just go ahead and tell us, like, you know you want to come here, right? You're, you're coming here, right? Is that how I, it goes down, or? I mean, I, I don't know, like, like, I think Dugas was, uh, he was like, hey, man, like, what are you thinking? I was like, I don't know, I don't know, uh, we'll see, I don't know, I don't know. And then, like, I think we went to Top Golf for everything. I just had a great time with a bunch of the guys. Uh, Stores was with us. Uh, Nick Stores was with us too. It was just such a fun time. And I was like, you know what? I mean, I honestly don't need to really see anymore. Like, when I go home, I'm gonna like think about it for four days or whatever, or think I'm gonna think about it. But I'm coming here. Like, I'm going to LSU. And they're like, oh my god, no way! It was, it was cool. Johnson was was ecstatic. It was it was awesome. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I love Gavin and Alex, and Alex is an upcoming guest as well. But, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have Dylan Cruz posted up when you come up off there. Uh, and, of course, then again, it might be a little conflict because y'all are both the kings of swag. So, you know, maybe you might feel a little threat. He's got more swag than me, man. He he dresses nice. He, he, looks, he looks good when he comes into the field. So, you know, I got to watch the fall games, uh, you know, obviously uh, this past weekend. And, man, you know, we, we've been sitting here talking about, you know, hitting bombs. And, you know, here you are, man. I watch you back-to-back games. I didn't make the Thursday game, but I watched Friday and Sunday's game. And, man, you, you didn't disappoint. You, uh, you wrecked it. I also noticed that you were playing third base all the time. You know, obviously you DH'd a lot of time. Um, at NC State, but we know you can play the corners first and third. We know Trey Morgan has got uh, first locked up. He a ballerina over there, so you you probably knew that coming in. But you were playing third. Uh, you know, are you feeling pretty comfortable? Like uh, you might have a good shot at starting there. Yeah, I I feel comfortable. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work hard. Um, I, I gotta gotta earn that spot, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm bust my ass every day over there to try to get better. Um, Coach Johnson is really. Uh, getting me developed over there, which I want to do because, uh, I mean, that's where I feel like I could play at the next level. Um, but yeah, I was a third baseman my whole entire life, and I, I don't see a reason to stop now. So, uh, yeah, I'm really just – I'm being a sponge over there and just listening to everything he has to say, try to get better every single day. But, um, yeah, I feel – I've always felt comfortable at third. Um, I think it's a, it's a home for me. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to work hard to, to earn that spot. It's not going to be given to me, no, sir. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you you definitely want to hold down that third base spot because, you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to be fighting over that DH spot. They let them deal with that. You play third, handle it down, have your spot in the lineup. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, speaking of that lineup, you know, Paul Skinness comes in with you. Adding to Dylan Cruz, we were talking about, Braden Jobert, we were just talking about Dugas, Morgan, et cetera. I mean, Obviously, the writers in the country say about it. So I know you got to feel the same way. You got to feel like y'all got the best top, lineup top to bottom. And the worst part is Jay's got the hardest problem because he's going to have to narrow it down to nine. I know just from watching y'all um, in the fall games and just studying up, man. I mean, you got 15 guys fighting that could easily fit those nine spots. So, I mean, you got to feel like you have the best lineup coming into the season. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think that uh, the, the guys that we have are pretty spectacular. 
Um, there's, there's a bunch of good teams out there, but uh, I feel like these guys, I mean, not only are we there at the towel level, but uh, we're also there on the, the mental side. Um, I mean, we're all really gelling closely. I mean, I know we have a bunch of new guys, but we're, we're all becoming friends real quick. And, and everybody knows that a team that's, that's close is, is a pretty, pretty special team. Like, it's going to be hard to beat, beat a team that's as close as – and they're all friends. Um, and not just individual guys. That's, that's what I like about it. Nobody's better, higher than another on the team, which is, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, now that's one of the reasons why I love going uh, down there and hanging out, whether it's the players or the or the dads uh, of the players that I hang out with. Man, it's it's all family there. Um, you know, Louisiana is just a different culture. Um, but, you know, just to give you all props, I'm not going to name the Tennessee pitcher that I'm real tight with, but he admitted because, you know, all these Tennessee fans are like, with the pitching we got, we're not worried about LSU bat lineup. Well, one of their studs absolutely says um, he's he's not the most excited about having to face that lineup. So that that tells me a lot. Um, but you know, y'all got another set of fall games coming up this weekend. I won't be there for those. I'll be looking forward to the highlights. But uh, are you gonna you gonna drop us another bomb so we get some footage? Well, let's hope. Let's hope. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to to put uh, some good at-bats together. I'm trying to see more pitches, too. That's, that's going to be the big part of my game. Um, trying to narrow down my strike zone. You know what You know what sucks is that in these these fall games, the pitchers have to pitch to your ass. <laughs> like, there's, I mean, no, there's no way I would want to. Do, I, hey, just, just put them on first. With our lineup, uh, SEC teams are going to have to pitch to all of us. Because everybody can protect anybody. Because we have we have That's, so many – everybody's – But think about it from the other side, Daniel. These pitchers facing this lineup are going to be prepared for anybody they face all year. I mean, that that's the oh, beauty of that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're – We're going to be prepared for any pitcher with our pitching. I mean, yeah. Paul, Paul – uh, I tell you, he looked really good the other day. Ty Floyd looked good when I was there. Oh, my goodness. He made me look stupid on three sliders. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even call you out personally about striking out, but. Oh yeah, he made me. He made me look stupid, man. That thing was gross. I was saying fastball the whole time. I got three sliders. I said, "All right, good job. I'm going back to second out." Tommy walked up there and goes, "I bet he won't throw it in the other batter's box, though." <laughs> you know who had the best game, Daniel? Uh, our guest, Cade Beloso. My man, hey, because he's still, you know, on limited duty. This man hits a single and just gets to walk to the dugout because he don't got to yeah, run. Yeah, you got. You got to. He's still rehabbing. Yeah. The old softball treatment. I like it. Yeah, I was I was I was pretty I was pretty uh excited. I was like, he hit it and then I was like, where's he going? The first hit he had. And I was like, okay, he don't gotta run, cool. <laughs> but no, uh and, and another thing that you'll appreciate, Daniel. Um, I didn't get I didn't see Tommy do one, but most of the guys, uh man, hey, Jay doesn't care how much of a power hitter you had. He had all of them practicing bunts. Did you have to lay down a bunt? No, I did not. He said Tommy don't got to. Uh, I, I, I still work on bunting though, but I have to be in the game now. Hey man, I think Tommy would be the first one to tell you, it'll be the the guy you least expect that'll have to do it when it matters the most. I mean, at Florida State last year, I was struggling. I think I struck out like ten times, and uh, I tr I showed bunt and tried to push one down because they had a shift on me. It didn't work out too well. My coach said, "Don't ever do that again." <laughs> hey, we've seen some guys though. Hey, I, I get why I get why you tried it though. We've seen some guys, you know, uh that have been questioning like big time home run hitters come up, but there's not a third baseman there. So they laid down a bunt and they basically jogged a first. So I mean, if you can lay down the bunt right, absolutely. 
but uh you know uh man that's about all you know because obviously there's a lot of work to do a lot of time um but you know wishing y'all the best of luck as y'all continue to uh to build and get prepared uh and man hopefully bring a seventh title back to baton rouge but uh you know like i said i'll be looking for the highlights and you'll be seeing me at the box uh all season long awesome yeah man if if you guys win a national championship i don't know what jim will do like i'll, I'll have to hear this for i mean we've been friends for a long time and I'm still having to hear hear about Joe Burrow, so I, I can only imagine what what this the magnitude that I'm this having to hang on to that Daniel because everything has been bad post Joe Burrow, my guy. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe Burrow's my guy. I'm, I'm gonna as, ride, ride or die with Joe Burrow. As a matter of fact, Marche. Tommy, I hope you didn't attend the Tennessee game. Did you? I did not. I did not. No, he, my, he Rays were my Rays were playing. There you go. Oh, he's a race fan too, Daniel. Those, man, y'all best friends. Those disappointing fifteen innings of baseball. Let me ask you this: you you watch game two, correct? Yes. At what point in the is it the eleventh, the twelfth, yeah. the thirteenth, or the fourteenth do you go? Hey, we got our leadoff guy on. Let's do anything in our power to bunt him over and at least get him in scoring position. I don't know. I thought. Honestly, I thought the momentum shift when we had the bases loaded, um, we had the bases loaded, uh, no outs, and we got out of it. Um, I thought that was – I thought we were going to win the game after that, no doubt. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was not a, not a very good um, showing from the plate. Let's, let's put it that way. Yeah. So, but, Tommy, dude, before we get you out of here – Let's play a little game that we play with all of our guests called this or that. It's very simple. I'm going to give you two options. All you got to do is pick one option or the other. You down? Yep. All right, let's do it. Softball question to start this thing off. Pizza or tacos? Uh, Pizza. Pizza. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Cheese. Pepperoni. Cheese? Straight cheese? Plain cheese. Wow. Wow. Okay. Would have never picked it. Sticking with food, who has the best food, Florida or Louisiana? Oof. Uh, probably Louisiana. It's a smart answer. A hot rod wasn't going to cook them no yeah. food no more. Yeah, I know. Uh, I like <laughs> but I think Florida has a uh, better uh, fish. You, uh, with that. you were talking yeah. about how much you fish. You usually uh, catch and or eat what you catch? Yeah, yeah. What's a better nickname, Tommy Tanks or Dylan Cruz Missile? Tommy Tanks. I agree. <laughs> Way better. Way better. Would you rather play wiffle ball or dodgeball? Uh, wiffle ball. Yeah. He's a home run hitter, of yeah. course. Yeah, and uh, dodgeball hurts my arm. <laughs> Would you rather go to a concert or a sporting event? Oof, that's a good question. That any sporting event, like any yeah, sporting event. Any, any anyone that like it, let's say bucket list concert versus bucket list sporting event. Oh bucket list sporting event. Yeah, what what is the bucket list sporting event you would want to see? Game seven, uh Stanley Cup lighting at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who wins this weekend? 
big there's there's a, a big football game, Alabama or Tennessee. Oof. I feel like I have to say Tennessee just because they killed LSU. <laughs> that's a, that's what we hope for. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Alabama just because like you can't like go against Bama. Yeah, there, there's some people out there saying if it doesn't matter who's that quarterback for Alabama, Tennessee's a better team. Daniel, I'm telling you right now, when I go to put my parlay in tomorrow, I love every bit of that seven and a half points I'm getting with Tennessee. You giving me more than a touchdown, that half a point is valuable. Give me Alabama by 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take Alabama. Yeah. Would you rather be a hero or a villain? Hero. You got a you got a favorite uh, hero? You got a favorite yeah. hero? Um Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I really thought he was gonna go villain. I mean, I'm apparently I'm a villain in Raleigh, but whatever. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's just the, it's the home run hitter and the swag thing. It's kind of like, you know, when we had Drew Gilbert on here, he loved being the villain. Some people just, you, you look at them well, I like and to you be, go, you know that they're a villain. You just know. Well, I like to be, I like to be a hero because I mean, I mean, helping people and stuff like every, I mean, would you rather get like spit on and like thrown beer bottles <laughs> at, or would you rather get cupcakes from like little kids? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the spin on it. Oh, so, all right. Uh, last question, man. And, and this was a question that we retired, but you know, I'm interested to see how you would answer this. So I'm bringing it back. All right, would you would you rather spend ten years in a coma or five years in jail? Five years in jail. Mm. You sure about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, Tommy, and and I, I tell every guest that comes on here and tells me jail, they they just get on here and lie right to our face. He's a, I told you, oh. he's a big dude, though, man. Oh, hey, yeah. like, he can I, handle I, his own. I mean, yeah, like like jail, jail would be terrible, but I mean, you got like you could be in touch with your family and stuff, but you won't miss anything. You know, like like if you like my sister had a kid or something, you know, like I wouldn't miss that. If I'm in a coma, the kid's 10 years old. I've, I've missed his whole entire life. Like, yeah, okay, I'm a bad guy for five years. Whatever. I'm I, with you. I'm with you, Tommy. Daniel's scared of this whole uh, thing. He needs his nap. For, yeah, like, absolutely. I, I, so here's the thing, Tommy. I know at my age, I'm 38, I know what I am good at and what I'm not good at. I've never been to jail, but I can tell you right now, I would not be good at it. So oh, I what, I, what I what I am good at though, what I am good at is sleeping. So go ahead and give me that coma. I'll wake up in 10 years and I'll just figure it out. But I ain't going to jail, man. Just just not, I mean, not yeah. Not doing it. But I think I could, I think I could make it out in five uh, five years. I think I could make it, but I think I'd, some bumps and bruises on the way. But, hey, and Annie's the the hero role. He's getting out in three years for good behavior, Daniel. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There he, you go. Good behavior and stuff. You know. All right. That I mean, I don't know. That's it's still that's a rough. <laughs> that's a rough. That's a rough rough amount of time. It's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be fun no, though. not not at all. But man, what is fun is this interview and you and just you know finally having you on and 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 getting a chance to meet you and get your story, dude. But um, anything before you get out of here, anything you want to plug or promote? Um, 
yeah, I'll throw in. Um, I I'm, I started a charity uh, called the Tiny Tanks uh, Charity. Um, I'm working with Empower 225 here in Baton Rouge. Uh, it helps uh, kids in need uh, to just they want a brighter future for themselves. So they're they're in this program to just get the necessities they need to to get to where they want to be at in the future. If if people want to help out with Tiny Tanks, where do they go? What do they do? So go to my bio um, in my Twitter and Instagram page. All right. So this is what I need everybody to do. There's a there's a few things. If you want to know what Tommy White is doing on a day to day, whether that's in the classroom, on the baseball field, or just chilling out in Baton Rouge doing his thing, go on over to Instagram, Tommy.white47. Uh, if you want to check out what LSU's baseball baseball is doing, go on over to at LSU baseball. But more importantly, go to Instagram or Twitter, Tommy.white47. Go into the link in his bio, go to Tiny Tanks, and go help out. Um, these stories are great, and having athletes on, Tommy, is, is what we pride ourselves on. But really, the biggest thing that we care more about is helping people with a bigger platform um, really get a, a positive message out there and having character people. And, and Tiny Tanks is just another great great thing that you do but also another reason that it validates the the kind of characters and and the athletes that we want to showcase on the show man so you know hats off to you for that and dude if there's anything we can do for you along the way man please reach out to us and hopefully we get a chance to bring you back on and talk about a national championship we will be we will be hey I, I, I'm not the guy that's the, the KOD on things. That's that guy. So. Whoa, no, I've picked back-to-back national champions preseason. You didn't tell him that. You better watch out. I even put the, put the receipts, as, as Tanner Allen called them, on Twitter for everyone. You know, uh, you, you can pick 100 times and get two right, and then all of a sudden you're, you're good at it. Whoa, we didn't start doing college baseball picks till we huh. did this podcast. I'm two for two, my guy. I'm I'm kidding, man. And the hardest thing was Tommy said, check this. They put me, they put me gun to the head. Uh D1 baseball and spitting seeds and college baseball central. They were all having us do our our things anyway. Um I, I put Tennessee ranked number one, but I said LSU was gonna win it all. And they were, you know, like, what's that about? And I said, Well, since 1999, whoever's finished the season number one hasn't hasn't won at all so i was like i hope tennessee finishes the season number one lsu's gonna take it off from that number two spot yeah i like that that sounds good it's good good logic hopefully you know it it, it comes to fruition either way like I'm, I'm good with it man um i'm just glad that that we got a chance to meet you and we, we we had you on but either way no matter what we'd love to have you back on dude yeah sounds good man appreciate it All right, that is Tommy White, everybody. If you like Tommy's story or you just like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, and feedback is always welcome. We'll be back next week. We got episode 21 coming at you. We're going to be talking to Los Angeles Angels prospect Ben Joyce. This has been the End Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, Strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We out.